Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. Uh, that topic is JH body recomp laws. So last week I went over fat loss laws um, and now this week I'm going to go over body recomp. Um, but before I do that, uh, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, uh, if you could leave, if you have found this podcast to be helpful, uh, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, um, that will help more people find this podcast uh, as well. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. Uh, and that's where I am most active and you can reach out to me there. Um, and then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with this, I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we figure out outside of the training protocol and the nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing your results. Just to kind of give you an example of this, I had a client recently who, um, you know, he wasn't super consistent with working out, but we got him there um, with that. And, you know, as we're kind of going through things here, we're finding out that like, you know, the stress uh, outside, you know, work stress, life stress, uh, not getting enough sleep, like these are all things that are keeping him from seeing results. And so we're working on those things and that's going to make everything we do a little bit easier. Right. Um, and, and again, that's, I just want to give you an exact example of that so you have an understanding of, of what that is. So if you're interested in learning more about this, uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram or there's a link in the show notes and we can continue that conversation there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So the topic I want to go through today is JH body recomp phase laws. So as I've talked about recently, you know, we talked about, so I work in different nutrition phases with clients and right. And each one's going to have a little bit of a, of a different goal here. And so the most common are going to be fat loss, which again, I went over that, uh, in the most recent solo episode, uh, a week ago, um, we have body recomp, which we're about to go over today. Um, we have building, I've gone over that uh, a while back, uh, as well. And then lastly, one that I'm going to do here soon is JH maintenance phase laws. Um, but today we're going to go over through body recomp. So we work in phases because your body adapts to what you're doing. And sometimes there are just certain phases of your life that call for different nutrition phases. You know, we can call this nutrition periodization. We can call this seasons of nutrition, whatever you want to call it. But I think the big thing is it's important to get away from always trying to diet for fat loss. Uh, again, I think that's where most people end up, you know, they, they end up falling into this trap of like just always fat loss dieting when they're into fitness, right? Um, so we want to we want to get away from that. There's more to it than just that. So good recomp phase can set your body up to lose fat and build muscle more effectively moving forward. Um, so I have eight laws I want to go over. So first, I just kind of want to go over what a body recomp is because I think there's people that get confused about that. And also, uh, if you go back to episode 131, I have my updated guide to body recomposition. That's actually my most popular episode by far, um, which is surprising considering you know some of the guests I've had on, but uh, that was a solo episode. Um, I just kind of go over you know the research on it and... Uh, you know, some good ideas with it. So this will probably be a little bit of a quicker summary of it, whereas I dive into a little bit more science behind it in that one. So if you want to go and check that out, but a body recount phase is a phase where clients will lose, lose body fat and build muscle um, at the same time. Now, I feel like this, this phrasing can get 
confusing um, over time where like, to me, a body recomp is like, so, so there's that specific time where again, we're losing body fat and building muscle, but we can take this and zoom out and, you know, on a longer time frame, when somebody changes their body, they lose body fat and build muscle. They're essentially recomping, right? So in this specific episode, I'm going to use body recomp as we're losing body fat and building muscle at the same time, but also realize that it could be used as like, this happens on a longer time scale. So again, being in a specific body recomp phase, which we're going to talk about today, um, there's certain things that we need to focus on. But again, over time, you can still have a body recomp, but within that body recomp over like two, three, four or five years, you know, you're probably going to go in and out of fat loss phases, building phases, reverse diets, things like that. Right. Um, but it, again, in this specific episode, I want to go through what an actual body recomp phase looks like, where again, we're trying to build muscle and lose body fat at the exact same time, not on a longer time scale. So what this means is we need to do, th- that means we need to do things that support muscle growth, but also fat loss at the same time. Okay. Um, and, and again, this is where these laws are going to come into play. Uh Clients who we who I will use a body recomp phase for are going to be one uh, new to fitness weight training um, need to lose body fat but has always fat loss dieted with drastic methods uh, coming off long layoff from training you know whether that's injury time off whatever it may be uh, the skinny fat avatar right somebody who isn't necessarily overweight but you know they don't have a lot of muscle and they just are again they don't have a lot of weight to lose but just again more of that skinny fat. Um, maybe they've been training, but have never dialed in the nutrition or training side of things. And then lastly, someone who doesn't want to feel the downsides of being in a large calorie deficit. So those would all be people that, that I would use a body recomp phase for. And again, that's simultaneously losing body fat and building muscle. A body recomp phase can last for four weeks. And depending on where you're at, it could last up to a year in some cases, right? It just depends on where you're at there. If you're somebody that has a good amount of muscle already, um, you're already relatively lean, you're going to, you're, the time that you can body recomp is going to be a lot shorter than say somebody who is new to training and has a little bit, has, you know, they're, they're 20 pounds overweight, you know, that, that person, 20 plus pounds overweight, that person's going to have a much longer time frame to be able to lose body fat and, and build muscle. So in saying all this, nine times out of 10, a client will start with the recomp phase before going into a fat loss or uh, building phase. Um, so how this will typically look is, you know, I'll start a client in a base in what I call a baseline phase, right? We just kind of see what their limiting factors are. Again, I talked about the stress thing earlier with that client, you know, we're going to look out for things like that. Now, the good news with that phase is this can kind of be a recomp phase, but it's not officially called that. Um, but from there, you know, I will put most clients in a body recomp to, to get started. Unless again, there's specific situations that call for either a, a calorie surplus or a, a much larger deficit. Um, but I've made mistakes in the past with coaching where I, I put somebody in a surplus who probably would have been better off being in a body recomp phase. Um, and so I just find that leaning towards that's going to be much better in, in most situations. So the more advanced, you know, how much muscle and body fat they have, uh, the shorter this period will last. And then we will have to go into a dedicated fat loss or building phase. Okay. So like I said, you know, how, where you're at is going to really determine how long you can do this. And then from there, you will have to start to prioritize either fat loss or muscle uh, building muscle. However, a good recomp phase will set your body up to be more effective at fat loss and muscle gain moving forward. Um, and we'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk about why here, but let's dive into the, into the laws of, of recomp. 
And so well, real quick, let me let me go over why it's going to set your body up to be more effective at fat loss and muscle gain. So again, if you just go straight into a large calorie deficit, um, you know, you're going to see energy go down. That's not going to be great for building muscle, right? So it's like, yeah, you'll lose weight, but then you aren't necessarily adding any lean body mass. And I think most people that want to have an improved look, it's going to require more muscle than you think. Um, and that typically ends up being the, the limiting factor long-term in terms of why people aren't happy with their look as they diet down. They just don't have enough muscle. They, they, they think they have this muscle or they just think that they get leaner. That's it's, it's just magically going to appear. But again, you're going to need more muscle, right? So that that's going to help uh, the, the, with your look as you diet down, but also more muscle is going to help with fat loss as well too. Okay. Um, and so again, if you, you know, focus on yes, losing a little bit of body fat, but also building muscle at the same time, it's like, if you go into a fat loss phase following this recomp phase, you're going to have more muscle and that's going to make the subsequent fat loss phases easier. So we're just almost priming you to be able to build muscle and lose body fat easier and just kind of see an improvement in your overall look at a much quicker, quicker rate. Um, if we go into this recomp phase initially. So law number one is you should not be in a large energy deficit or a large surplus. Um, so again, we don't want to be in a large calorie deficit. So we don't want to be losing weight at a really quick rate here. Um, but we also don't really want to see our weight trending up quickly either, right? The goal of recomp is to support muscle growth, but also to make sure you lose some body fat as well. So what this means is you cannot be in a large energy deficit. You know, think more than, I, I said 0.5% body weight. I think that's probably a bit low. I'd say more than 0.75% of body weight per week or more um, because this will not be great for building muscle, right? Uh, because if you're under that, even if, you, you know, it, building muscle is an energy costly process. So we want to make sure that we're giving our body enough energy there uh, to support that. And even if you do have a little bit of body fat um, on your body, it's like that will help. Um, you can push it closer to that 0.75% and be fine. But again, the less body fat you have, the the smaller that that energy deficit needs to be um, in order to support muscle growth. Otherwise, we're going to, if we think of this as like a uh, pendulum, you know, um, once you start to go to that larger calorie deficits, you're, you're going to, you're going to prioritize fat loss over, over muscle gain. And we want to kind of be in the middle there with it. So that's where it's like, you know, I think anywhere from 0.25% to 0.75% of your body weight is where you'd want to be per week on that rate of loss. And again, the more muscle you have, the less body fat, the closer you want to be to that 0.25%. Otherwise you're going to start to shift that pendulum closer to fat prioritizing fat loss over, over muscle gain. But we also don't want to be in a large surplus, right? Think more than 0.25%. To 0.5% of body weight per week, because this is not going to support fat loss, right? Um, so again, at that point, you're just going to be prioritizing muscle gain. Um, well, you're going to be prioritizing fat gain and muscle gain. Um, again, if we do it in the right way, we're going to be building more muscle than fat. But again, we're not going to be supporting fat loss in that process. Personally, I've never put anybody in a surplus during recomp. It's either maintenance or a small energy deficit. So here's a good rule of thumb to decide. If you want to maximize muscle growth, go closer to your maintenance calories. Um, if you want to build some muscle, but also lose fat, then go closer to a small energy deficit um, here on this. And then one thing I'll say here, so with maintenance calories, you're not necessarily going to lose body fat um, because again, you do need to be in that calorie deficit to lose body fat, but at maintenance, um, this can be helpful for people who have, you know, maybe really restricted calories for a really, really long period of time or always been fat loss dieting and just getting them to maintenance. They're going to see some muscle growth with very minimal fat gain. Um, if, I mean, again, if you're at maintenance, you shouldn't really see any, any fat gain there. So the second law is you must lift weights. Um, if you want to support muscle growth, you need to lift, right? Again, in a body recomp, we need to support fat loss 
and muscle gain at the same time. In order to support muscle gain, we have to lift weights. If we're in a deficit and or maintenance and we're not lifting weights, you're not going to build muscle uh, in that process, right? So we need to make sure we're lifting weights. You know, I think three times per week is perfect uh, for most people. Um, if you enjoy lifting weights more, then maybe you bump it up to four to five, but I don't think you need to do any more than that. If you do two times a week, I think you'll be fine. It's just you're probably going to see muscle growth be a little bit slower. So I think three to four is going to be that sweet spot for people there. And again, obviously, you know, my main goal with clients here with this is programming them workouts that are going to be effective for building muscle, right? So it's like just lifting weights, yes, is going to be good for muscle growth, especially if you've never done anything. But I think as you continue to build more muscle and you want to see this recomp, you do need to make your training more specific to building muscle, right? Um, if you like, say, for example, are in a, a small energy deficit and you do something like high intensity, like CrossFit or, uh, or you do something low volume, like powerlifting, I think you'll build some muscle, but you're going to be limiting that if, if you do that, right? Again, we want to make sure that uh, the style of training is going to resemble bodybuilding. I hate to call it that because I think that steers a lot of people away from it, but that essentially is what it's going to be. Third law is we must eat enough protein. So again, protein is going to be key for building and maintaining muscle. So like we talked about, we want to make sure that we support fat loss and muscle growth. So we need to make sure that for muscle growth, we're getting enough uh, protein in. Um, for best results in the recomp phase, a total intake of protein should be around 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. You can go a little bit higher. We just want to make sure we don't go super high to then like carbs are too low um, or fats are low. And that's obviously going to affect, you know, training performance and recovery and things like that too. So um there's kind of that, I think that 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight is going to be that sweet spot. Now, the larger your energy deficit is, uh, and again, remember, we don't want it to be super high in, in a in a uh, recomp phase, but the, the higher your, the larger the energy deficit is, the quicker you're losing weight, the the, the higher you want that protein to, to kind of shift up closer to that 1 gram and maybe slightly over that. Um, if you don't like to track, you know, I would get at least three to five palm size protein servings spread out evenly per day. Um, and especially around your workout too, right? We do want to make sure we get some protein in before, again, it doesn't have to be directly before, it doesn't have to be directly after, but at least sometime within, you know, one to three hours pre and post. Um, I actually just had a podcast episode come out this week with Dr. Eric Helms about uh, pre, post, and intro workout nutrition for muscle growth. And that would be a good episode to uh, listen as well. Uh, number four, so to go back to carbs, and this is kind of what I was talking about here with the protein, is you must not let carbs get too low. Um, in a recomp phase, we want to build muscle. In order to build muscle, we need to lift weights, and we need to make sure we are fueled for those sessions. Um, if you go low carb, this is going to be tough. I think it can be done, um, but uh, it, it's just going to be for a recomp phase where we're trying to support muscle growth and fat loss. Um, if you go super low carb, I think this is going to be tough to do for most people. Um, we save lower carbs in certain situations during fat loss phases, right? So again, if it's preference and, or like somebody is very sedentary and is overweight, you know, low carb is probably going to be the option for them. Um, but otherwise if you're weight training, you know, um, you're not super overweight, you are active, like you're going to need to make sure you get your carbohydrates in. So we want to make sure we don't go too low. So as a minimum, your carbs should be at one gram per pound of body weight. And I think I had somebody comment on this. Um, so again, a minimum of one gram per pound of body weight. And, and, and this person said, how strict are you about the fourth law, which says at least one gram of carbs per pound of body weight? Research seems to indicate that very low carb, possibly ketogenic diets are not optimal for maximizing muscle growth, but their disadvantages are very small, often, neg neg often not large. The key is, of course, consistent resistance training, which incentivizes the body to always replenish its glycogen stores. Um, 
So I can imagine that someone with a fat adaptive metabolism could do pretty well, even on a low carb diet. I certainly could, but I might just be the exception rather than the rule. And basically I just replied, you know, great points. There's always some flexibility within, with the rules and individualization. Um, however, just again, for most people, I'm going to recommend at least one gram per pound of body weight for carbohydrates. So this again is where, you know, having a coach, uh, and, and individualizing a program can, could be something that we would do. And we would just see how your progress is, right? Like if you're finding that we go low carb and it's like, you know, again, maybe in your mind, you're like, Oh, I've always done this. It's worked for me. But then, you know, you've, you've never really paid attention to your biofeedback. You've never paid attention to how your training sessions are. And you do that. And it's like, okay, Hey, you're not really progressing. You don't feel great in your training. It's like, you may have thought this was a great, uh, a great way to go about it, but actually, Hey, if you bump up your carbs a little bit, you find that your training's better and that's going to help support the muscle growth side of things. Um, so there is some exception to the rule, but I would say for 99.9% of people, we want to try to get that carbohydrates at a minimum of one gram per pound of body weight. So you could see here where, again, if we go, you know, too high with fats or too high with protein, that's going to limit how many carbs you can have. So we want to make sure we have the right balance of each. So I think the next big thing is we want to, we need to eat around our workouts. Um, and again, this is going to be where, Hey, we are in a small energy deficit potentially. So we want to support uh, fat loss, but we need to help support muscle growth by eating around our workouts. Because again, in a recomp phase, if you're in a small calorie deficit, you're not going to have a ton of calories to work with here. It's not like you're going to have 3000 plus, right? So we need to be smart with when we're going to be consuming our, our, our calories. Now, again, this is later on the list because I do think it falls a little bit lower, but it is important for, for muscle growth here. And again, we need to support both muscle growth and fat loss. Um, so again, this just comes down to making sure you're fueled for your training session so you can build muscle. You don't have to eat one hour before and then five minutes after your lift, like I talked about, but you want to make sure you're eating one to three hours before. And then depending on what you do before, you want to make sure you, you eat within one to two hours after. So again, I will push you, I will direct you towards that episode I had with Dr. Eric Helms, and that came out Wednesday of this week. One other thing too on the protein that I that I wanted to mention, um, you know, again, because we want to support muscle growth and fat losses. On the fat loss side of things, it can help uh keep you satiated, which can can help you manage your overall caloric intake. So again, that's gonna help support the fat loss side of things. So number six is you must focus on sleep. You know, sleep is going to play a key role in losing fat and building muscle. Um, I think if you get poor sleep, one, you're, it's going to be tough to, to moderate your caloric intake to what we want. But even the building muscle side of things, like we know that it's really going to be hard to build muscle if you get poor sleep. So, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we focus on sleep. I, this is going to be important all the time, but I think it's, it's, it's importance comes up a little bit more when building muscle is the goal. Seven to eight hours per night is ideal. However, with clients and goals to just improve from where they are at. So, you know, if you're getting five hours a night of sleep per night, it's like, hey, let's get you, try to get you to six to seven. Also, if you are getting, you know, one, if you're not getting a lot of sleep and two, if you don't feel like you're getting restful sleep, then working on sleep hygiene is going to be key. You know, is it, hey, we need to cut out our caffeine intake. Is it getting you into a bed bedtime routine? Is it setting an alarm to get to bed? Is it cooling down your room? Um, is it... Uh, you know, getting you outside early in the day, uh, is it limiting naps, right? What, whatever this may be, you know, helping that person get better sleep hygiene is going to be key. The next law is you must focus on stress management. Um, so again, to go back to what I talked about initially with my client, you know, the, the thing with stress is it's all, all stress falls in the same bucket. Unfortunately, a lot of people think it's like, Oh, training stress is one bucket. Life stress is another. Um, and, and, but the, 
you know, they all fall in the same, you know, sleep is, is a, poor sleep is a stressor on the body. Uh, again, that's all going to fall into the same thing. And, you know, we only have so many recovery resources. And so if we're, you know, super busy at work, we're super stressed about work, we're stressed about traffic, we aren't getting great sleep. Um, then you're trying to, you know, run 20 miles uh, during the week because you feel like you need to run all that to, to maintain your weight. And then you're trying to weight train. It's like you only have so many resources here to recover and adapt. And so um, at some point, uh, you know, we're going to have to find ways to reduce that stress from other things. So that increases our recovery capacity, right? Again, ex exercise can be a stressor. Um, so we want to make sure you aren't burning the candle at both ends. So, you know, a common thing here I, I, that I would see is like, Again, you take that person that's stressed and then that you're trying to do 20 miles a week of running. You're trying to do two hit sessions on top of that, maybe throw in a Pilates class on top of it. And then you're trying to weight train three to four times a week. It's like, you're just doing too much. Um, and you're going to burn the candle at both ends. So we need to make sure that your exercise matches your recovery. Otherwise your body will not be in a great state to build muscle and lose body fat. And this ends up being a big thing that keeps people from seeing results that they want to see, right? Like your sleep is crap. They eat a poor, poor diet. Um, you know, they're super stressed at work. Uh, they're going out drinking on the weekends and it's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna, you know, do more exercise. And again, that just, that doesn't help. You have to, you have to work on that lifestyle side of things as well too. And my last law is you cannot recomp forever. You know, at some point you will need to go into a dedicated fat loss or building phase. How long you stay in recomp phase depends on your adherence to the recomp phase as well as your current body composition, right? So your current like fat and muscle that you have on your on your frame. Again, the longer you do it, uh, the, the less your return will be, and the more muscle you build, the, the less body fat you have. The uh, the much the, the, it becomes much tougher, and you have to be more and more dialed in, and you get like less results with it. So at some point, again, you will have to transition out of it. And so, you know, again, what I'll typically do is we'll start with the baseline phase. Again, you'll kind of see some recomp there. Then we'll go officially into a recomp phase. Again, that's just going to depend on the person. And at that point, you know, towards the end of it, say we've done it for six to 12 weeks, we'll kind of start to reevaluate here um, and be like, Hey, you know, do you we'll look at your, see what your body composition looks like, look at through pictures, measurements, what your scale weight's done, how you're feeling, things like that. And then from there, we'll decide, hey, maybe it's a good time to go into a fat loss phase now. We'll drop calories a little bit more. Um, and again, then we prioritize fat loss. Or, you know, maybe it's like, hey, let's go to maintenance now or a small surplus and let's get you to build some more muscle and we can always come back to fat loss at, at some point, right? And it really just depends on the person um, there with that. But again, I think this recomp phase is key because it's going to help you it's going to, it's going to give you a good foundation moving forward. Cause like I said, I think the biggest mistake people make is they want to get in better shape. So they just drop calories, do a, do a bunch of cardio. Um, and they think that dropping weights, what they need to do. And then they end up not being happy with their look. Plus that's a sustain, a very hard thing to sustain. And then they don't keep up with it. Then they gain fat back and then it, they just rinse and repeat that process. So this helps us get a good foundation uh, moving forward. What's going to help muscle gain and fat loss in the future. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions on this topic and I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.